Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Welcome back. NFL playoff Sunday. I'm excited. My producer, Linnell, is clearly excited, ready for all this. Um, Great games yesterday. Both decided right at the end, both by field goals in regulation. Today's games are going to be great. We've got Rams-Bucks. We've got Bills-Chiefs tonight. Um, But we are going to switch gears. We're going to talk a little baseball um, this segment brought to you by BetQL. BetQL helps you make smarter bets throughout the football season, and now they're giving you a chance to win cash prizes. BetQL's Giving Props is a weekly free-to-play contest that runs throughout the pro football playoffs. Go to betql.com props to sign up. BetQL has posted 10 props around this weekend's games. The person with the most correct picks this week wins $2,000. Just by signing up, you'll be automatically entered into a random grand prize drawing for $10,000. Head over to betql.com slash props. Make your picks today. If you were listening earlier in the show, Linnell's been all in on the Bengals. He's been all in on you know the Rams. So I think Linnell is the person you want to be calling before you head to betql.com slash props and make those picks. Um, speaking of bets, my bet is that spring training's not starting on time. Oh. Sorry, Linnell. It's really unfortunate. I was talking to a player earlier last week who's on the, you know, the union board, and these two sides are going to meet tomorrow. And this is why I teased last segment that the next 24 hours is going to be so critical because the union is going to present their counter to what the owners proposed in the last meeting. Now, I was told that if this doesn't go well, 
if the owners aren't amenable to even negotiating what the players are putting forward as a rebuttal here, then you may see these two sides go dark for a while. Because the players feel like they're not being listened to. This guy said to me, Brittany, these people are not like me and you. These owners, these league lawyers, they look down on us. The players feel like it's a really toxic environment every time they get together. So again, as we sit here today, January 23rd, they'd be meeting tomorrow on the 24th. If there's not some real progress, there's no way in mid-February camps are going to open as scheduled. Keep in mind, we need a regular offseason. They can't just decide on a deal and the next day show up to camps. There are so many unsigned players that you're going to have to give these guys like a two-week offseason. You're going to have to give these guys time to sign with teams, time to work out contracts, time to work out trades. Everything is frozen right now. And so I think if they don't make some real progress this week, which is unlikely because from the owner's side of things, the longer they wait, and this is the reason why the owners haven't really done anything. This is the reason why for 40 days these two sides didn't speak. It's negotiating 101. The longer the players hold out here, they're going to cost themselves paychecks. And I'm not talking about the Max Scherzers of the world making tons of money. I'm talking about the minimum salary guys who are only paid in season. So their last paycheck was in September. So they're sitting there and they're paying for their off-season house and they're wondering, when am I going to go to spring training where I stay in a team hotel and I have meal money? You know, a lot of these guys rely on that. A lot of these guys don't make enough money to have this big cushion. So the owners know that. And while the owners are going to lose money if they lose spring training games, if they lose regular season games, there's also some gamesmanship here in that the owners are billionaires and the players are not. So the longer this goes, the more the owners think they can get the players to back down. And this is what has happened each of the last two CBAs. The owners have pretty much won. And I know a lot of people haven't really been following along that much. You're like, when is baseball going to start? What are they fighting over? Why is this taking so long? They're fighting over money. The players want teams to start trying again. They don't want what's happening in Baltimore with this perennial rebuild. They want the revenue sharing that the rich teams are giving to the poor teams to be put into the roster. And, you know, I think you look at D.C., and I, I certainly look at, at the Nationals as – an example of a team that hates rebuilding and that avoids it at all costs. You know, Mike Rizzo does not like the word tanking. The Nationals are in a rebuild right now, but they want to get as good as possible as soon as possible. And that's just not the case with a lot of these other teams, especially the small market teams that just want to live off of this revenue sharing. So, you know, the players are trying to stop that. They're trying to maybe alter the way the draft works. Because the big carrot out there to being a bad team, you know, and this is true in, in all of sports, is getting that top pick. And so you're tanking to get that. And, you know, this isn't so much a problem in the NFL because it's more of a win now. You don't have the minor leagues. You don't have this, oh, we have all these prospects and this hope for the future. You just don't have that. So 
you know, you look at um, MLB and there are some things that need to change. And I don't know if the players are going to be able to hold off long enough to change some of this stuff. I certainly hope so. I think the game would be more fun if everybody was trying. You know, you look at the NFL and, yeah, there are some really bad teams, right? You know, you've got uh, the Texans, you've got Jacksonville. um, Detroit is always kind of hapless. But by and large, these teams are either, one, trying, or two, have tricked themselves or their fan base into thinking, we're going to be good very soon. I can't imagine if an NFL team came out and said, hey, here's my seven-year plan, how that would go over, Linnell. I mean, people would be, certainly here, it's more like a 20-year plan, it seemed like, but you don't say that. I mean, you look at it and you, you at least try to sell the notion that you're winning in the NFL. Stands for not for long, Britt. <laughs> so a seven-year plan would be a no-no. It's, it's just crazy when you think about it. And, you know, I get the argument here. I get that the players, you know, want things to be better immediately. What I don't get is if you own a team, why you don't think it's good to have everybody trying, why you don't want to fix these on-field issues. And this is something that I was explaining to my family the other day. If you don't follow baseball closely, none of this is going to change the game at all. None of this is going to speed the game up, make the game more exciting, put more balls in play. Um, you know, none of it is. They threw all that out the window, Rob Manfred, because he didn't want any more conflict. This is just about money where it's going, and how it's going. And so as usual, and I have a column coming out on this next week, the biggest losers here are the the fans, are the baseball fans, are the people who every February go down to West Palm Beach and they get autographs with their kids. Um, you know, that doesn't show up in a, you know, checks and balances sheet, but you're creating those fans. And sometimes I think baseball acts like it's the NFL like it's bulletproof and people will always be fans. And that's just not the case. Look at boxing back in the day. You know, baseball has to find a way to keep growing that fan base. And I'm worried that if they lose spring training, they lose part of spring training, they lose part of the regular season, you're missing out on that. I mean, my mom last night on the phone lives out in San Diego. She's like, I want to buy opening day tickets, but I don't want to get screwed over. What if there's no opening day? And you know she's not the only one that feels like that. So, Linnell, if this carries on, will you lose interest in baseball? Could they do anything to make you lose interest in baseball? I was going to say the timing of it's not good because, as you mentioned, I mean, the popularity of the sport isn't super high right now anyway. So to have that, you know, coupled with a lockout and a delay in play, I mean, it's not like the NFL and the NBA where it's 24 I mean, 12 months out of the year, you're paying attention as far as off-season storylines and things like that. I mean, this is tragic for the league. It really is. And I think what's so cool about baseball is that it has, like, this minor leagues and it has this spring training where people can go dirt cheap. I always tell fans, if you want to meet players, if you want your kids to have photos with players, go to spring training. It's not happening at Nats Park. You go to spring training, you get really cheap seats, you get really cheap beer, really cheap hot dogs, and it's a really fun time. You know, down in Florida or Arizona, depending on where your team is. And and it's just a great, it's a great thing to do. I mean, it's February up here. It's it's awful. It's cold. And you're down in Florida drinking a beer in West Palm Beach, which is a great place for spring training. The Nats have a beautiful facility. And, you know, I just worry if they lose that again because they didn't have it in the COVID season, 
what that's going to do long term for the fan base because it's it's just not the NFL. This isn't um, a baseball obsessed country. The NFL is king. The NFL is number one. We are talking about the NFL nonstop, even when there's no NFL. So that's kind of where we're at with baseball. Again, if you're paying attention to the lockout at all, we really want to hone in on what happens coming out of tomorrow's meeting. That's really going to determine uh, the fate of baseball, as they say, moving forward. Um, I hope they come to terms with something. I personally have not spent a full February in this area since I moved here in 2010. Lucky you. I know, and I would really like to not spend a full February here. I love this area, February. I mean, January, February are the worst months of the year here. It's cold. It's brutal. Exactly. I want to go watch some some bullpens. I want to talk to guys. Speaking of talking, we got someone on the phone lines? Robert and Sterling. He wants to talk about should the Nats have traded off their players last year. Ooh, let's do it. What's up, Robert? Hey, how you doing? Hey, I um, just heard you talking about tanking, which leads me to should the Nats have traded the uh, players they did last summer. And, you know, my thought was you had to. Their Their farm teams was dead last or near the bottom, and you've got these players' big salaries, you, you've got to get rid of them. You've got to start building that farm system. Yeah. I, I would. Thanks for the, for the call. I would agree with that. I think it was painful to trade Trey Turner. I know a lot of people were upset about that because he would have been under team control. He wasn't a free agent like Max Scherzer and the Kyle Schwarbers and Jan Gomes, some of these other guys. However, as I said before, the Nats aren't competing this year. They may have some competitive stretches. They may be close to 500, but they're not going to compete with the Braves this year. They're not going to compete with the Phillies this year. Not going to be with the Mets. The Mets are really off to a, a really great offseason. So I think you had to get as much as you could to replenish that farm system. Now, the issue moving forward to me and how short this rebuild is, Linnell, is going to depend on the development, which has been an issue for the Nationals. Can they develop? And I think you have to do that. And you also have to show Juan Soto like the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, hey, we're not good now, but we're going to be good real soon, Juan. We'll back up the truck. Please stick around. Do you, do you think them signing his little brother is going to influence that? I'm sure it has to. Um, Maybe. Really? I, I really don't think so at all. No? First off, he's not even signed till next year, Ileon. Second, they could have a draft by then in the international, and it could be nothing. Third, I think... When you're Juan Soto, having him for the first year or two in the organizations, you help him along is fine, but it is not going to impact where Juan signs long-term at all. Um, It's not like Elian is close to being ready. He's not Juan Soto. He's not as good of a prospect. So there's no dream of them sharing the same field together while Juan is still under contract. So Juan also has Scott Boris as his agent. Greedy, greedy man, people listening out there. Exactly. greedy man. That guy is never taking... A smaller deal. I think the Nationals have a chance, but I've said before, I think the number is half a billion dollars. I think it is a Patrick Mahomes kind of contract that will keep Juan Soto around. And speaking of Patrick Mahomes, we haven't gotten into that game much that's going to happen tonight. We're going to do that when we get back. We're going to talk about the Bills-Chiefs game, um, who we like, things to watch for, um, and also, what are you watching for? That's what I want to know. Hit us with your with your calls. Who are you rooting for because Washington is not in the playoffs. Do you care at all? Or are you just hoping for good games? Hoping for anybody but Tom Brady? Uh, let us know about that. We'll take some calls when we get back as well. Stick with us. 
on 106.7 The Fan. Welcome. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Come back. No NFL sounds this time, Linnell. You are slipping, my friend. Absolutely slipping. Uh, NFL playoff Sunday. Obviously two big games last night. Two big games today, Rams, Bucks, Bills, Chiefs, the late game. Bridger Rowley here with you on 106.7 The Fan. What's upsetting to me about this Bills-Chiefs game tonight, it's going to be a terrific game. I really hope it's going to be a terrific game. But what seems just preposterous is that one of these teams is not going to get to move on. This, this almost seems totally unfair. You're talking about two terrific quarterbacks Two terrific young quarterbacks in Patrick Mahomes, Bills quarterback Josh Allen, two top five offenses, two really good teams, and someone's going home. And, you know, Linnell, I know that all these teams that are in it are good, whatever, blah, blah, blah. These teams are really good. And I feel like this should be a championship game. Yeah, it's interesting. We got it kind of a week early, maybe. You know, two alphas at the quarterback position, Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. But our boy Burrow is in the championship holding it down, so we'll get one of our guys in there. We will. We will. But, I mean, here's what's interesting. Earlier this week, the line was all Kansas City. And then the line started to move toward Buffalo. Everyone's going all in on Buffalo. Which, again, Buffalo's coming off just an unfathomable offensive performance. They scored on all seven of its full drives. Just absolutely crushing New England, 47-17. Um, so maybe it's a little recency bias. But also I have a really hard time betting against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and what they've been able to do. So it's interesting because everyone's jumping on this Bills bandwagon, and I kind of want Buffalo to win. I like their defense a lot. I love their safeties. I, I think if you look at the remaining playoff teams, you could make the case that Buffalo has maybe the best remaining defense. But I think a lot of people are forgetting Kansas City's the two-time defending AFC champion. They've got a healthy Mahomes. This is nothing to, to sniff at at all. I mean, am I, am I wrong here in, in seeing this like this, Linnell? Uh, 
You might be a little wrong. I'm going with Buffalo today. I mean, they, they played her uh, in October. Uh, Buffalo won by 18 in Arrowhead. It was a big Josh Allen day. Four total touchdowns, threw three, ran one. I just think it's a bad matchup for Kansas City. I mean, Buffalo coming in, number one ranked defense in football. We know, obviously, Kansas City not the same team that they were earlier in the season. They've obviously made some tremendous strides defensively. They've got Chris Jones back. I just don't know, though, Britt. I mean, I think Josh Allen is on one right now, as young folks like to say. You know, we're, yeah. we're, he's, uh, he's in his bag. I think he's out to prove that he's in the same echelon tier as Pat Mahomes and some of these other great quarterbacks that we talk about. Yeah, I mean, he's terrific. Um, I just don't know if I'd bet against Mahomes. And to be clear, the line right now is one. So this is not going to be a blowout by any means. If we're lucky, we're going to get a closely contested game for the ages between two young, exciting quarterbacks and, again, two top five offenses. If we're lucky, this could be an absolute game for the ages. I just don't know if I can make a pick here. As much as I want Buffalo to win, I think they're a great story. Um, I think Allen's a great story. I think what they did last week was, I mean, if it shocked you, then you haven't been paying attention to Buffalo. But I think the way they won that game, so just methodical, so dominant, really set the tone, set a statement to the rest of the league. We are the team to beat. But if the game comes down to a final drive and you've got Patrick Mahomes, I just don't know how you can bet against that guy. Uh, yeah, I know it'll be tough. We'll see. Let's see what Dave and Herndon thinks, Britt. What's up, Dave? Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Sorry, I'm going through the draft here right now. What do you guys want to eat? Ooh, where uh, are you? This this is a huge, hugely important decision. <laughs> it, it was a rough night, so I'm doing the dreaded double drive through So there's a Taco Bell and a McDonald's. I'm getting one thing from each. It's like that only happens like once a year. Sounds like a good night and a wow. good time. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Is this your first meal of the day? Because that'll really let us know how, what kind of night you had. That is correct. <laughs> Good for Radio you. Amazing. Insider. Amazing. So what do you got so for real us? Quick, yeah, real quick. I'm, I'm hoping the, the, the games, uh, I'm expecting the games to live up to what they did yesterday, but definitely on a higher scoring pace. It's just, it just you know, even waking up like I kind of described, it feels like a second Christmas with Aaron Rodgers losing. I just love it. I don't hate the Packers. Just the whole saga about Rogers, this and that, me, 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 me. I did the dreaded, you know, getting into Twitter trolling fights last night only because then it undoubtedly turns out to, well, you know, uh, Rogers didn't have as much talent as Brady in this and that. Thank you. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> That's amazing. And, uh, and, you know, what have you. And I don't know. I, I, I used to like Rogers a little bit more. I, I don't like how he became so self-indulgent this year. I know Brady's got the whole stupid TB12 thing and this and that, but I guess he's got more hardware, not as much to cry about anyways. But I just, I don't know. You shouldn't take pleasure in other people's pain, but I have to admit, I took a lot of pleasure in Rogers losing last night. (laughs) Well, thanks for the call. Enjoy the, uh, enjoy the food. I, I also took pleasure in Green Bay losing and San Francisco winning. As we talked about Jimmy G, not a great quarterback, played terrible last night. But I think what really made me happy was Shanahan kind of cementing how good he is as a coach. The San Francisco defense deserved to win that game. Yeah, shout, holding... out, shout out to Miko Ryans, defensive coordinator uh, for San Francisco, going to get a lot of head coaching interviews. Yeah, as he should. Holding Aaron Rodgers to 10 points, I think. And I would hope we don't redo this whole dramatic year again. But I also 
don't know where he's going to go, where the grass is going to be greener. Maybe he retires. But it'd be hard to see a guy who's probably going to be MVP go out now. So it's very interesting. As Greg Allman told us earlier, Tom Brady kind of famously says, I don't, I'm going to stop playing when I suck. Aaron Rodgers doesn't suck yet. So it, it, it it's really interesting to look at. And, you know, we're going to get into a little more Aaron Rodgers. We're going to get into the games going on today uh, a little bit more as well. When we come back, we got to take a break. As much as I love talking NFL, stick with us. We'll be back here in just a couple minutes on 106.7 The Fan. I love NFL playoff Sundays. I love it. Yesterday's games, I know, yesterday we had playoff Saturday. It was cool too, but there's something about Sunday because, you know, Linnell, I do nothing on Sundays, especially during football season. So there's nothing better than being like, well, I have to watch these games. It's part of my job. I got to get takeout because no one's eating healthy when they're watching football games. And it's just great. It's just great. My husband's home cleaning. Yeah, this, this is the this is the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that made you laugh. So this long. is the new uh, do cleaning and doing laundry. I'll go home and put on the football games. This is how it works, you know. Uh-huh. This is the ideal right here. I'm really excited. I no, we got a we got Rams Bucks that line right now. The Rams are getting three, but we talked earlier. The Bills Chiefs game is only one. Uh, the Bills are favored by one, so that's going to be obviously a much. Uh, they're both going to be close games, but that one is basically the odds makers telling you, like, we don't have a clue. Like, flip a coin. Uh, the line is uh, almost as close as it can get. Uh, we are going to talk sports betting next segment with Mark Zeno. He's going to let us know kind of what he thinks about this, whether we should be picking against the spread uh, when you go and look at these games. We still haven't heard. I guess we have another, probably another half hour or so before the we really hear the inactives, at least for that first game, and see what's going on there. But as Greg Allman pointed out, um, playoff Lenny, Lenny Fournette is going to be back. So that's good. Um, we really don't have too much info uh, and probably game time decision for all the rest of these guys. Tristan Wirfs has really been kind of probably this whole week getting nonstop ankle, um, rehab. I would hope he's ready to go. I think he changes things a little bit for them and that team. The Tampa Bay team is so depleted that any buddy coming back is going to help Tom Brady. And the Bucks, but really, for Tampa Bay to win this game, Tom Brady has to, has to have a performance for the ages. I mean, you heard Greg talk about it, and and Jordan Rodriguez was great on the Ram side. All the pressure is on LA. Nobody expects Tom Brady and the Bucks to really win this game. Maybe outside of Tampa Bay. So, but again. It wouldn't really surprise me if Tampa Bay won because it's Tom Brady, and I hate him. I always root against him, and we are taking your calls um, on who you're rooting for, who you're irrationally rooting against. For me, it's always Tom Brady. The guy's won enough. I've had enough. Please, please, Rams win. But it wouldn't surprise me because this is what Tom Brady does. This is why he is a generational talent, and I was listening to a podcast on the way in, and they were talking about the next Peyton and the next Brady and why we're not going to see it happen because guys don't play for 15 years anymore. The league turns over, blah, blah, blah. I agree with that. But then they said, oh, right now we have like five Tom Brady's and five Peyton's. We don't have 
have five Tom Brady's? No. That's just crazy. Five Tom. The guy's 44 years old. We're never going to have another Tom Brady. Never. Unless Aaron Rodgers decides that. Uh, but he doesn't have the championships. I can't handle the drama of Aaron Rodgers he playing until he's small. 44. How old is he now, Lennon? I can't handle. 30, I think, was he 37, 38? I can't handle the yearly get me out of Green Bay, I'm unhappy, and then just all of a sudden they kiss and make up and Green Bay's great. You know, I, I don't know where it would be better for Aaron Rodgers. Nowhere. The grass is not greener anywhere unless he wants to golf. That grass is green. Yeah. He can go golf. He's golfing earlier nowadays, ever since he's won that Super Bowl. I have a stat for you, Britt. So since they won the, I think that was 2011 or 2010 okay. when they won the Super Bowl under Mike McCarthy, 7-9 and nine in the playoffs since is Aaron Rodgers. Really? That's not good. No. <laughs> Speaking of stats, I had another great one. Let me see if I actually, the Packers, uh, you'll like this one. They're the first team in NFL history to win 39 or more games in a three-year span and not appear in a Super Bowl. It just shows you. I mean, I, this is about what I was saying in the earlier segment. He, he complains a lot about, you know, the infrastructure of the team and what's being put around him. I mean, when is he going to take some of the blame for this? I mean, he has not been hot in the postseason. It's just right. straight up and at home is what's really been bothering me. Lambeau, traditionally known, known as one of the more difficult places to play. Not so, not so far much recently. No. And you got San Francisco <laughs> – Marching in there at zero degree temperature, block and really we talked about this earlier. But for me, blocking that field goal to close the half set the tone for the game because Green Bay came out and they tried to punch them right away. And San Fran looked terrible. There were a lot of mistakes made. Um, I don't. I think they went three and out like the first like ten drives. I mean, they just had nothing going at all. And Green Bay was only up seven to nothing. It felt like they should have been up twenty points, and they weren't. And, you know, I think when you look at, at Green Bay, you're right. I mean, Aaron Rodgers and that whole, obviously the special teams is terrible. That's what's going to take a lot of this, you know, blame and rightfully so. But we've seen Tom Brady win with nothing. We've seen really great quarterbacks put teams on their back. And Aaron Rodgers wasn't able to do that. And I agree with that caller we had earlier. I take pleasure in that. I was rooting yes, for San Francisco. Just like I was rooting. I don't mind Ryan Tannehill. I mean, does anyone out there hate Ryan Tannehill? He's just fine, right? He's whatever. It wasn't the same. You know, Tennessee losing. I kind of felt bad for, honestly, for Ryan Tannehill because those interceptions were so bad. It was his fault. I mean, don't feel bad for him, Yeah, Brett. it's true. I, I wanted Cincinnati to win. I wanted Joe Burrow to come out alive, and I wasn't sure if he got hit one more time if that was going to be the case. Sacked nine times, which is, I believe, a league record, right? And nobody had one. Yeah, nobody had won since, like, Donovan McNabb back in the day being sacked that many times. Crazy stat. Yeah. And McNabb's a big dude. I mean, Burrow's a big dude, too, but I feel like McNabb could handle those hits more. Thicker guy. Yeah, bigger guy. But, you know, to me, Cincinnati's a fun team. San Fran's a fun team. I'm happy with who won yesterday's games. I'll be happy today if the Rams win. And I think the Bills, even though I'm not positive that they're going to win, you like the Bills. I see I see that you like the I don't know how I feel about that one. You want to know why I like the Bills? Because Mahomes, the Chiefs, they had their success already. That fan base has been built up. That city, you know, whatever. But Buffalo, man, they had some real lean years. Yeah, stuff for them for a while. Yeah. Like, let, you know, and they're always overshadowed by the Patriots in that general area, right? Like, let people in Buffalo who don't see the sun for half the year, or it's freezing <laughs> for half the year, let them have Josh Allen and this traditional 
just terrific defense. Like, let them have a good year. They are some pretty long-suffering sports fans. That's what New York sports in general. I feel bad for all their fans. The Jets stink. The Giants stink. Oh, that's true. Have the Mets. That's about it. But who knows? That's you know, if the Mets are the most stable team in town, what's that saying about your, exactly. about your town? There are some tough times in New York. But you know, but we are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more uh, about the NFL. Um, I do think these games are going to be close. So I'm really curious what Mark has to say about kind of playing the lines. If you are going to bet on these games, um, I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, so stick with us. We'll talk about that a little bit more when we get back here on 106. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Seven the fan. Welcome back. No NFL sounds this time, Linnell. You are slipping, my friend. Absolutely slipping. Uh, NFL playoff Sunday. Obviously, two big games last night. Two big games today. Rams, Bucks, Bills, Chiefs. The late game. Richard Rowley here with you on 106.7 The Fan. What's upsetting to me about this Bills-Chiefs game tonight, it's, it's going to be a terrific game. I really hope it's going to be a terrific game. But what seems just preposterous is that one of these teams is not going to get to move on. This this almost seems totally unfair. You're talking about two terrific quarterbacks, two terrific young quarterbacks in Patrick Mahomes, those quarterback Josh Allen, two top five offenses, two really good teams, and someone's going home. And, you know, Linnell, I know that all these teams that are in it are good, whatever, blah, blah, blah. These teams are really good. And I feel like there should be a championship game. Yeah, it's interesting. We got it kind of a week early maybe. You know, two alphas at the quarterback position, Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. But our boy Burrow is in the championship holding it down, so we'll get one of our guys in there. We will. We will. But, I mean, here's what's interesting. Earlier this week, the line was all Kansas City. And then the line started to move toward Buffalo. Everyone's going all in on Buffalo. Which, again, Buffalo's coming off just an unfathomable offensive performance. They scored on all seven of its full drives. Just absolutely crushing New England, 47-17. So maybe it's a little recency bias. But also I have a really hard time betting against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and what they've been able to do. So it's interesting because everyone's jumping on this Bills bandwagon, and I kind of want Buffalo to win. I like their defense a lot. I love their safeties. I, I think if you look at the remaining playoff teams, you could make the case that Buffalo has maybe the best remaining defense. But I think a lot of people are forgetting Kansas City's the two-time defending AFC champion. They've got a healthy Mahomes. This is nothing to, to sniff at at all. I mean, am I, am I wrong here in, in seeing this like this, Linnell? Oh, you might be a little wrong. I'm going with Buffalo <sighs> today. I mean, they, they played her, uh, in October. Uh, Buffalo won by 18 in Arrowhead. It was a big Josh Allen day, four total touchdowns, threw three, ran one. I just think it's a bad matchup for Kansas City. I mean, Buffalo coming in, number one ranked defense in football. We know, obviously, Kansas City not the same team 
that they were earlier in the season. They've obviously made some tremendous strides defensively. They've got Chris Jones back. I just don't know, though, Britt. I mean, I think Josh Allen is on one right now, as young folks like to say. You know, we're, yeah. we're, he's, uh, he's in his bag. I think he's out to prove that he's in the same echelon tier as Pat Mahomes and some of these other great quarterbacks that we talk about. Yeah, I mean, he's terrific. Um, I just don't know if I'd bet against Mahomes. And to be clear, the line right now is one. So this is not going to be a blowout by any means. If we're lucky, we're going to get a closely contested game for the ages between two young, exciting quarterbacks and, again, two top five offenses. If we're lucky, this could be an absolute game for the ages. I just don't know if I can make a pick here. As much as I want Buffalo to win, I think they're a great story. Um, I think Allen's a great story. I think what they did last week was, I mean, if it shocked you, then you haven't been paying attention to Buffalo but I think the way they won that game, so just methodical, so dominant, really set the tone, set a statement to the rest of the league. We are the team to beat. But if the game comes down to a final drive and you've got Patrick Mahomes, I just don't know how you can bet against that guy. Uh, yeah, I know it'll be tough. We'll see, let's see what Dave and Herndon thinks, Britt. What's up, Dave? Hey guys, good afternoon. Sorry, I'm going through the draft here right now. What do you guys want to eat? Ooh, where uh, are you? This this is a huge, hugely important decision. <laughs> it, it was a rough night, so I'm doing the dreaded double drive through. So there's a Taco Bell and a McDonald's. I'm getting one thing from each. It's like that only happens like once a year. Sounds like a good night. And a wow. Good time. <laughs> yeah. Is this your first meal of the day? Because that'll really let us know how, what kind of night you had. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> good for Radio you. Amazing. Inside. Amazing. So what do you got? So for real us? quick. Yeah, real quick, I'm I'm hoping the the, the games uh, I'm expecting the games to live up to what they did yesterday, but definitely on a higher scoring pace. It's just it just you know even waking up like I kind of described, it feels like a second Christmas with Aaron Rodgers losing. I just love it. I don't hate the Packers, just the whole saga about Rodgers, this and that, me 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 me. I did the dreaded you know getting into Twitter trolling fights last night only because then it undoubtedly turns out to, well, you know, uh, Rodgers didn't have as much talent as Brady in this and that. Thank you. <laughs> <Drop it. laughs> That's this amazing. And, and, uh, and, you know, what have you. And I don't know. I I, I used to like Rodgers a little bit more. I, I don't like how he became so self-indulgent this year. I know Brady's got the whole stupid TB12 thing and this and that, but I guess he's got more hardware, not as much to cry about anyways, but I just, I don't know. You shouldn't take pleasure in other people's pain, but I have to admit, I took a lot of pleasure in Rogers losing last night. So, <laughs> well, thanks for the call. Enjoy the, uh, enjoy the food. I, I also took pleasure in Green Bay losing and San Francisco winning. As we talked about, Jimmy G, not a great quarterback, played terrible last night, but I think what really made me happy was Shanahan kind of cementing how good he is as a coach. The San Francisco defense deserved to win that game. Yeah, shout, holding... out, shout out to Miko Ryans, defensive coordinator uh, for San Francisco, going to get a lot of head coaching interviews. Yeah, as he should. Holding Aaron Rodgers to 10 points, I think. And I would hope we don't redo this whole dramatic year again. But I also don't know where he's going to go, where the grass is going to be greener. Maybe he retires. But it'd be hard to see a guy who's probably going to be MVP go out now. So it's very interesting. As Greg Allman told us earlier, Tom Brady kind of famously says, I don't, I'm don't. i going to stop playing when I suck. Aaron Rodgers doesn't suck yet. So it, 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 it's really interesting to look at. 
And, you know, we're going to get into a little more Ann Rogers. We're going to get into the games going on today uh, a little bit more as well when we come back. we got to take a break. As much as I love talking NFL, stick with us. We'll be back here in just a couple minutes on 106.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.